I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. As you may be aware, we are doing a series of podcasts dealing with business. Today's podcast is entitled, Discover the Steps to Business Prosperity. We're going to find the secrets to profiting in your business, and we're going to understand why God wants you to prosper. We're going to experience the biblical steps to profitability and prosperity in our businesses. And then we're going to learn how to call forth those things that are not as though that they are, to believe for things that haven't taken place yet, but that they're going to happen. They're going to come forth. But before we do all that, we're going to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this podcast and for the opportunity you've given me to bring some of my experiences in the past and to connect that with the Word of God and give help to those, Father, who are in need of maybe some business decisions or some advice or direction in which way they should go. And in this particular case, how to be more profitable in what they do. I pray now you would bless those who are listening in. I invite the Holy Spirit now to come in in a very special way, to take control, to take charge, and to take this podcast in the direction that you would have it to go. I thank you for what's going to take place. I believe we're going to have a wonderful outpouring of your Spirit, and I believe people's lives will be touched and their businesses will be blessed. I'll give you praise now for what's about to take place. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In my previous podcast, number 219, I had planned to give you seven steps to prosperity in business. But the Holy Spirit redirected my thoughts, my words, and my actions. What I had planned was changed, cover what the Holy Spirit wanted me to speak about. Therefore, this podcast is actually the second part of the previous podcast. All that to say, the Holy Spirit wanted a different focus on these two podcasts. I thank the Lord for changing what I spoke on. Besides, God's ways are always better than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we just give God praise for what he did, and we believe we have something special that'll take place in the second part of this podcast, dealing with the issues of prosperity and profit in our businesses. Now, the focus on this podcast is to help those deciding to go into business or those who are currently in business to understand what we must do to prosper in our businesses. These podcasts are meant to focus on business, but there are several steps that I'll be going over that may apply to any part of our life, our personal life, our personal business business, our personal finances, our work, and our service to God. So if you have not listened, I'm going to make a suggestion now, if you have not listened to my podcast number 219 entitled, How to Receive Profits and Prosperity in Business, I want you to maybe go back and listen to that one. You don't have to. It's You don't have to go back and get that one to get something out of this one. But it may be of interest to you to see what the Holy Spirit directed me in that last podcast. In that podcast, I explained what is a profit and What's the difference between a profit and prosperity? Now let's move on and see how we can experience a prosperous business. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you. I think that will be of help in getting this thing started in the direction I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to go. In the book of Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 in the New International Version, it says this, the blessings of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil from it or for it. Now let's go over to the New Living Translation for the same passage. That's Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 in the New Living Translation. Translation. And it says right here, the blessings of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, the reason I want to read the second one is because I really like the word sorrow and I like the word rich. And I want to talk a second about what rich is and why the word sorrow was used. You see, because a lot of people don't realize that when we get blessed and we get money, they sometimes think, well, then I'm going to be happy. If I could just make more money, I'd be happy. You know, as a banker for all these years, I have talked to so many people in businesses and individuals who basically 
said, if I could just make more money, I know I'll be happier or I'll know I'll do better or I'll know I'll feel like I'm more of a success. But in reality, rich does not mean necessarily just all money. In that translation, the second one I gave you, when it says the word rich, it refers to it in the prior translation as wealth. That refers to far more than just making money. A person who can be rich in their spirit may not be wealthy financially. A person who has wealth in the form of finances may have a very poor attitude about life and a poor spiritual position. And those are things that we need to understand. They got to get that in our mind and throw out words like rich and wealth, thinking that it only means money. It means far more than that. And then one translation refers to painful and the other one talks about sorrow. So we obviously know that painful is a, is a physical thing, but it's also an emotional thing. And then when they use the word sorrow, it talks about disappointment. I have known people who became rich financially who were loaded with sorrow. If they, they say things like, if I would have only done this, or if I would have only spent more time with my wife or with my children, my family would not have failed me. So there's a lot to be said in that scripture, in that translation. I'm going to read it once again, just the second translation. And I want you to understand, carry this through this podcast teaching today, and it'll help you understand when I'm talking about prosperity, when I'm talking about success, and when I'm talking about profits. Proverbs 10, 22, New Living Translation, the blessings of the Lord makes a person rich. That means more than money, and he adds no sorrow with it. That means we'll be we'll be happy, we'll be blessed, and we'll be content with what God has done. So now we're going to move on to what I promised you in my prior podcast, which is the seven steps to prosperity. So following are those seven steps, and we'll just see how the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and direct us. You see, these steps will also address profits in business, and it'll have a little personal application. So let's get into step number one. Prosperity requires us to pray daily and remember God is our source for prosperity. Now, the Bible tells us that God is our source. We've, we've read that before. I've talked about that in prior podcasts. But do we truly believe that he's our source? Now, that's important to talk about because many times people get into businesses and they've got a wealth of knowledge. They understand the business that they're in. They understand the product they're going to sell. They understand the service they're going to provide. And they may have a really wonderful understanding of it. And so they tend to think sometimes that they are the source of blessing in their business. And that's a huge mistake to make if we're a believer, if we're a follower of Jesus Christ. We must never think that we are the source of the blessings that are taking place in our business. If we do that, it'll fail. We simply don't have the wisdom and the knowledge and the thoughts and the ability that God has. And God has greater thoughts and greater ability. And he's without limits in his ability to bless us and give us ideas and thoughts as to how we should go through our business. Remember, the Bible tells us that a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs our steps. We can plan get started, but we need God's direction in order to make God our source. We have to have trust and confidence in him and then stop leaning on our own understanding. One of my all-time favorite scriptures, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our paths. Now, that's a perfect scripture for this particular statement. Remember, prosperity requires us to pray daily, to remember God as our source for all prosperity in our life because it says in the 
Word of God, that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father and that He's our source. So remember that and don't try and believe that we have all the ability, we have all the strength. If we rely on ourselves, we're going to make mistakes. If we rely on ourselves, we're going to do things we shouldn't do. If we rely on ourselves, then God is simply not in a position to where He will bless us. He will only bless those who yield to Him and are obedient to Him. Okay, step number two. Prosperity requires us to never take truth out of our transactions. You see, God blesses honesty and He blesses truth. In Psalm 119 and verse 160, listen to these words. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Now, that's scripture that tells us that God is truth. I often tell people when they say they're they're wanting to know what life is like or what life is about or what their purpose in life is and where we go from here. And I always tell them that if you're seeking truth, you'll eventually have to find out who God is. Those who are not Christians and they say they're seeking truth, well, they'll have to come into a relationship with Jesus because Jesus is the only truth. It says here the very essence of your word, your words are truth. So therefore, if we want truth, then God wants us to apply that to our business and in order for our business to prosper. Now, in the business world today, truth has lost its place as a foundation for a business. It used to be not too many years ago, I know maybe 10, 15 years ago, I could walk up to a man and to do a transaction, look him in the eye, talk with him, shake hands and say, okay, we've got a deal, right? Now, we would go beyond that and we would draw up a contract and we put everything together. But from the time we shook hands, we knew that we were in agreement on doing something and I knew that I could trust him and he knew that he could trust me because that's what it meant. When you shake hands, it's a bond. It's an agreement. Matter of fact, there's a TV program, on. It has to do with a pawn store. And every time that they agree on a transaction and they say, well, I'll buy that from you for so much money, the guy reaches over the counter and he shakes hands with the guy and says, okay, fine, we have a deal. That's called truth. And then when they go from that place to where they're going to actually pay the money to buy that product from that customer, it won't change or vary. It's the same thing when we shake hands in public. If you look at someone, you shake their hand and you say, that's an agreement. We have an agreement. You can't have a change in what you agreed to when you actually do the transaction. I hope that's making sense to you because I believe in business today, we've taken truth out of the process of doing a transaction, having business. You know, there's there's people who basically operate on setting people up by giving you what they call their word because they say their word is their bond. And yet in reality, their word is not their bond. They're just trying to set you up or set us up to take advantage of us. And God can't bless that. So step number two is so important that truth has to be in your transactions. It has to be in what you buy. It has to be in what you sell. It has to be in your service. It has to be in the relationships that you have with your customers and with your suppliers and with the people you're renting your building from or the people you're paying your utilities to. We've got to operate our business in truth because God is truth and he cannot bless anything that's not done in truth. Okay, step number three, profits must have a purpose or you don't want them. Let me explain that. Profits in business must have a purpose because if they don't have a pur- purpose, then you'll use them in a way that will not benefit you. And the reason I say that is, you know, sometimes a person gets in business and they say, I need to make a certain profit. I want to have a business at the end of the year. I want to make $100,000 profit. After all my business is done, everything's done. That's a profit I want Profit I want to put in my pocket. And when I get that, I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to put a down payment on a house or, or a car, or I'm going to take my family on vacation. Or I'm going to do something with that profit. And because if we don't design the 
purpose for our prophet, by the time the prophet gets there, the purpose will have faded away and is gone. Because prophets without purpose can hurt you. Prophets without purpose can cause you to misuse the blessing, the finances that come in. It can hurt your family. It can hurt your word and the truth that you've given. So always have a purpose in line when you're making a profit or when you're having prosperity in your business. Profits without purpose, they're literally out of control. They're, they're dangerous, as I've mentioned before. Let me give an example. As a pastor, I gave biblical counsel about business and prosperity often. A lot of times because of my background as a banker, as many of you know, I was a banker for almost 16 years. Then I had a real estate development company for about 20 years. And then after that, I went into ministry and I pastored a church for 17 years. And I'm still attending that church to this day. And I know you're adding up those numbers to find how old they are, how old that I am. Well, you go ahead and do that, but I need to move on. As a pastor, the biblical counseling that I gave was designed to help people understand that when they make a profit, what you're going to do with it. And when you become prosperous, how are you going to handle yourself when God blesses you? Because some people would get into business and they would have great success financially. And the next thing I know, they're spending money on foolish things. They're throwing money away in areas that they before would have never spent money on. They're jumping and making quick decisions, making decisions fast and quick without all the research and the due diligence and the the planning that they should put into it because they feel like this supply of money is just going to always be there and they throw money away. Athletes are a good example of that. When I was a banker, I financed a lot of athletes. I had several big name athletes. I won't say their name. That wouldn't be proper, but I had several big name athletes and these athletes would come in and they'd be making millions of dollars and they'd get a million dollar, a multi-million dollar bonus for signing. And they might get that sometime maybe in June or something like that. And they'd have a big summer. And then when football season started and they went back to practice in August or whatever it was and started doing things, their money was gone. And they would call me up and say, Mr. Friend, would you please loan me some more money? I seem to have spent everything that I had. And I'd say, well, you got a million dollar bonus. It's gone? That was three months ago. And I'd say, yeah, well, I, I partied and I had a lot of fun and I took my friends out to Europe and on and on. And they just threw the money away. It's because they didn't have a purpose or a plan for the money or the profit or the prosperity that they're going to obtain by their contract with that football organization. Let me go back to when I was counseling with people, biblical counseling that is, about their businesses and their prosperity is going to come in and what they were going to do with it and what their purpose was. Some of the people that I counseled would follow the advice that's based out of the Word of God and others did not. Some prospered financially but did not prosper spiritually. And that's a point that's so crucial to this and that is that we've got to have a purpose for our profits in order to maintain spiritual integrity. Concern that I have in this teaching I'm having is that people are going to get all excited about the profits and the prosperity and all the things that God's word promises and all the steps that we can take to prosper and have success in business, but then not grow spiritually because spiritual prosperity is far more important than financial prosperity. So with that, we need to understand that when God blesses us, we've got to have a plan. We've got to have a purpose, how we're going to handle that blessing, and then we will grow spiritually according to God's word. You know, all the people that I counseled biblically when I was a pastor in the area of their finances and maybe their business and and how to prosper in various areas, the thing that I noticed that was so sad, the people that were not growing spiritually, but they were growing financially, 
started doing all kinds of crazy things. They would drop out of church. They would spend their money foolishly. They would stop tithing or giving of their finances to the work of the Lord because they were not prepared. They did not have a plan for their profits or their prosperity. Let me read to you a scripture that is just so pertinent to this particular topic. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 in the New Living Translation. These verses I'm going to read in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 really are powerful in understanding how God wants to bless us, but then when we're blessed, what we do with it. And here's instructions and warning about improper use of the blessings of the Lord. It says, verse 9 here, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Now, the reason I read that scripture is a warning about prosperity. Some people just can't handle it. It's crazy, but they can't. You'd think, well, you know, if you don't have a lot of money right now, and all of a sudden you start prospering, and God blesses your business, and all of a sudden your income is increasing and doubling and tripling, and maybe it's 10 times more than what you used to make. You say, well, when I get there, I know I'll be wise, I'll use wisdom, and I'll make good decisions. Well, the thing is, God does want us to have a financial blessing that we abuse and use in an improper way. And so this warning tells us if we get trapped by the love of money and to seek greater financial discoveries and greater financial wealth that we can get more stuff and more things, we're misunderstanding the purpose of God blessing us. God rewards us with profits and prosperity in our business with a plan that we can be a blessing back to the kingdom of God, obviously to ourselves and to our family and to our loved ones, but we're supposed to also bless the kingdom of God. Otherwise, what purpose would God have to give us a blessing of finances if we're not prepared to use it properly? So remember, just in step three, I'm wrapping this up. Prophets must have a purpose or you won't want them. You don't want them and they're dangerous. Let's move into step four now. Prosperity requires a life focused on eternal things, not just temporal things. So in the same chapter, in 1 Timothy, in chapter 6, Paul is writing here, and he's teaching us so much about our finances. So let me give that teaching to you. Here's step number four. Prosperity requires a life focused on eternal things, not just temporal things. 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verses 17 through 19, New Living Translation. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Verse 18, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. This whole teaching in Timothy has to do with true life and true riches and the proper teachings about how we're supposed to use the financial gain. Now, some of you might say, well, you're sure getting the, the, the cart in front of the horse. You're getting things backwards because we don't even have a business going. We're not even making profits yet, but all of a sudden you're telling us about how to handle all of our wealth and our prosperity. Well, I'm telling you that because many people will experience financial success in their business, especially if they're in God's will. They have a plan for their business. God then directs their business. They are led by the Holy Spirit to make the right decisions. They do the steps that we've been teaching here for week after week after week on these podcasts, all based on God's word. And when they do that, they're going to make a profit. And my concern is, is that people will make a profit, but they 
they won't handle it properly. So that scripture that says, tell them to use their money to do good, and it says they should be rich in the use of their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generosity and to those in need. And so when they do that, they're building up for themselves, quite frankly, treasures in heaven. I've talked a lot, a lot in the past about finances and how God starts them out as a good blessing, a, a gift from him. And when it comes to us, it's, it's righteous. The blessings that we receive are the righteous blessings of God. And if we're not careful, we'll take that righteous blessing and violate it. And then God will not be able to continue to bless us in our endeavors, in our business, or whatever we plan on doing in life. Step number five, prospering or prosperity must focus on spiritual prosperity, not just financial prosperity. Felt I just needed to say a little bit more about that because a lot of folks are seeking financial prosperity. I would like to have you turn your thoughts a little bit first. Go and seek spiritual prosperity first. Get the foundation of your business in God's word. Get a plan of attack and let God help you with that and and then he'll help you guide your steps. Do those things and grow spiritually. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. If we do that, we're on the right track to be blessed of God and to prosper in the way that he intends. Okay, step number six. In this step, I'm going to give you more of a practical explanation of what you should do in your business in order to make it successful and for people to want to come back and do business with you. And so it's a simple step. It's a simple assignment, I think think to have prosperity in our life. Step number six, prosperity in business requires great service to our customers. Now, an example of that. Let me give an example where great service made a man wealthy. I know of a man, a dear friend of mine who had a business and in his business, he produced this product. It was an inexpensive product that he sold to a lot of different stores and whatever. And it was a, you know, a two or $3 product that he made, had manufactured and he sold it to businesses. Well, one day he got a call and he had, I should say, I should digress a little bit. He was doing okay in business, but not really, really well, just kind of getting by. But then one day he got a call from the president of a massive, massive company, something like, it wasn't Walmart, but something like Walmart, a humongous company. And the, the owner of that business called him and said, I want to thank you for the service you've given us. We ordered a bunch of product from you. It did not come out the way we wanted it. We called you. He said, one of my managers told me about this and you said, let me take care of it. And you got in your car and you drove a few hundred miles to the store that took your product in and you replaced it all for nothing, no questions asked, no problems, and you turned around and drove back because you wanted to give good service and be a good business. He said, that impressed me. This was the owner now of this big, gigantic company. He said, that impressed me so much that I'm going to now extend our purchase buying in you know from your company and I want you to supply to our entire business in the entire country. So he went from selling to two or three different stores to now he was selling to two or 3,000 stores. And this man's business exploded and it all happened because he gave good service. He was a Christian man and he realized that he had to operate in truth and honesty. And when there was complaint about a product, he took it under his own hands and he went and corrected it, corrected the problem. Yeah, it was a nuisance to him. Yeah, he had to drive for quite a while. Yes, he had to give away product. Yes, he had a problem with whoever manufactured that product that wasn't done right and it was not a, a good product product that he was not proud to sell, but he did what was right. And he he stepped out and did the correct thing. And the business owner, this huge business owner said, that's the kind of people I want to do business with. From that, the man became extremely successful and he owed it all to the fact that he was setting up his business based upon Christian principles of truth and honesty and doing the right thing at the right time. All right. 
Move on to number seven as we're closing out this particular podcast here. Prosperity requires us to build a team in business. And I have a scripture for that. You figured I probably would have one. Let me read it to you. It's found in the in the book of Ecclesiastes. Now remember, step seven, prosperity requires all of us to build a team in business. Ecclesiastes chapter four in the New Living Translation, verses number nine through oh, 12. Let's read them all. It's interesting that you find a scripture like that that has to do with having a partnership in business, but that's what this is talking about. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. What a wonderful scripture to describe that we need to have a team, that we need to put a team together. Often you've heard that scripture said that a, a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Boy, that is truth. And if you want to build a great business, you're going to have to put a team together, a solid team, all believers, those that have the same faith, the same thoughts about business, the same attitude towards truth and honesty and, and having purpose for their business and designing to help the business. Many of them might have a goal to be the owner of your business someday. I'm not saying these team have this team, all of them have equal ability or equal authority, but putting a team around us is the only way that we can expand ourselves. That scripture tells us that if you try to work by yourself, it's going to be a lot harder and you're not going to prosper as much as if you put a team together. Now, I had a real estate development company and the way I put a team together was I didn't hire all these people. I didn't put them on payroll because I wanted to control overhead, but I paid them a fee for the things that I needed to do. The team that I built were all Christian believers. They were believers. They were followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and they understood I based my business on Christian principles, but the team I put together, I paid for them when I needed them rather than just keeping them, you know, on an ongoing salary and increasing my overhead. And we built a lot of custom homes over a lot of years and God blessed it. And each of those people were blessed and prospered in their business. So with that, it's important to build a team because Jesus knew there needed to be a team. And so he put the 12 disciples, the apostles together, right? And he built a great team and they changed the world. You can build a team and change change everything that you've ever done in business and anticipate and expect God to bless it and provide a profit and prosperity financially to you and prosperity in everything you do in your life. So with that, I'm going to close this by praying and asking the Lord to bless you. Father, Thank you, Lord, for these people and for listening in. And I pray that they've been blessed by this teaching today. Lord, that they'll take these steps of praying daily, Lord, and, and, and use truth in all their activities and understand the purpose of a prophet and understand that it, prosperity requires a life focused on the permanent things, not just the temporal things, and that the prosperity that they want, Lord, has to be focused on spiritual prosperity, not just financial prosperity, and that they need to serve people well if they're going to have a good business and they need to build a great team. Those are things, Lord, we've covered, Lord, and I pray that you would bless it and that you would help these people to be able to walk in the fullness of what you desire for their business. I pray that you would bless them, and I thank you, God, once again for this opportunity, and I'll be careful to give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, I would encourage you, you could go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com, and when you get there and pull up that front page, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that I've done. This is podcast number 220, and you'll see a list of podcasts dealing with a plethora of topics, dealing with spiritual growth, financial growth, how to get out of debt, what generosity is all about, teachings on faith and miracles and the gifts of the Spirit, things that I think will bless you in your daily walk with God and help you to live a quality Christian life. In addition to that, on my webpage, you can scroll down just a little bit and you'll see a number of books that I've written. Most of these books have been used in many of the podcasting that I've done because I've written the book and so I've used that material and that research to do podcasts and I hope that'll be a blessing to you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by just going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So we're going to move on now and close out this podcast. I do want to tell you though what's coming up. My next podcast is entitled How to Start and Maintain a Business. We're going to get into talking about really quite frankly how easy it is to start a business but how difficult it can be to maintain one. Now that's not to scare you off because anything worthwhile takes a lot of work and so getting into a business can start easy. It really can. But many times you get into a business and it takes a lot of work to keep it on track to do the right things. And so that podcast will address those issues. And I know that it'll be a blessing to you. I hope that you'll check it out and come back next for my next podcast when we talk about the subject of starting a business and maintaining one. Well, I once again hope this has been a blessing to you. I know that these last two podcasts have been kind of like one big giant podcast. I did a lot of stuff at the beginning of podcast number 219 and then this 220 talked about, you know, specifically the subject of prosperity and profiting and all those types of things. So I hope that there have been a blessing to you. With that, I'm just going to close it out now and ask God to bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you have the business you've always dreamed of and may you prosper in it and may you understand what prosperity is all about and have a purpose for your prosperity. And I thank you once again for listening in. Once again, may God bless you.